welcome back to Jess Talks Wrestling, another episode which is actually crazy that I'm recording again because um, yeah, it's been a been a while. Hope you uh, hope everyone's keeping safe in this crazy time that we're currently going through. Uh, not fun. I will not lie. I am bored and I am losing the plot. But anyway, um, following on from the last episode, cracking on with my content, got lots more to come, lots more going on, and we'll bring you weekly episodes, talking to another promotion today, getting to know them and why they do what they do. Now, on this episode, I am joined by Charlie. So, (laughs) introduce yourself and tell everyone where you are from. Uh, so, uh, hi everyone, I'm Charlie Ralph, I'm the sort of promoter, owner of Disobey Wrestling. Um, I'm actually from, well, I live in Bournemouth, but the promotion's based in Reading. Um, so, yeah, we just, we're just starting up, just doing a couple of shows later this year, and, um, yeah. So, oh, hold on, so you're in Bournemouth? Yeah. And the show's in Reading? Oh. Yeah, um, so basically... When I was wanting to put on a show, I knew that there was a lot of there's a lot of great promotions around here. Uh, there's Red Pro, one thing that run in Southampton, just mm-hmm. forty minutes down yeah. the road. Um, and I know that the market for wrestling in this area is kind of fulfilled by them and a couple of other great smaller promotions. Yeah. Uh, then I know some people in Reading, and I've been to Reading a few times, and I didn't see that they had like a significant promotion yeah. doing the kind of like they have some great shows on. But they didn't. They weren't doing a significant kind of promotion that I wanted to do. Mm. So I figured, rather than do something where I am that isn't going to have the same reach and effect, yeah. I'll take two hours on the train and go to do a show where people really why know not? it. So why yeah. not? So yeah. why did you? Why did you want to start your promotion? And do you, do you have a reason for it? Uh, yeah. So I've I've been working in arts marketing my whole life. I'm 27, uh, but I've been working in arts marketing for about 10 years now. Uh, for all kinds of places like theatres, um, I worked in the West End for a little bit. I work for an orchestra now. Um, but throughout all of that, what I've always been a big fan of is professional wrestling. Um, sort of my thing that I really like to do is try and get people who don't usually go and see a thing to go and see that thing, mm-hmm. like getting young people to go and see classical music, mm-hmm. or getting like people from rural areas to travel to the city to go and see these musicals. So I thought, what a great challenge to try and get non-wrestling fans to come and see wrestling shows. I mean, we've all tried to convince people to watch wrestling and we've found it varying levels of difficulty. And I thought, like, the best thing I can do is put on a promotion that I think will get people who haven't been to see wrestling before to see how fun it can be in, like, a live setting. So, yeah, I just wanted to have the opportunity to do that. And um, I built up some savings over a few years. And, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got enough money to put a few shows together. So I figured I'll give it a try and see if I can build up a bit of an audience. I love that. So one thing I really, really liked about your promotion, and I thought I've actually replied to, like, like one of your tweets, the posters are, like, some of the best things I've ever seen. I love <laughs> it. Absolutely love it. I just... I love anything that catches my eye, that's it. And mm. I loved it. And I think I said to you about it before, um, what made you kind of like the idea? Because it's different, isn't it? Yeah, well, from, from the get-go, I knew I wanted to have like a bright colour scheme because basically what 
I'm trying to do with Disobey is act as a sort of counterpoint to a lot of the stereotypes around mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah. And a lot of the stereotypes around the sort of visual aspect of wrestling is stuck in the sort of late 90s, early 2000s, like gritty metal skulls, black and white, and maybe some red. Yeah. And like, there's some fantastic promotions that use those color schemes. I'm not saying that's the basis. No, but if I wanted to be eye-catching from the get-go, I wanted to act the opposite way of that and be like, mm. this is something, this is, like, wrestling doesn't have to look that way in its colour scheme. So I wanted, like, there's no, I don't think there's any black and white in our advertising at all. Like, our logo's red and yellow, our poster's blue and green. And I just wanted to make it colourful and bright and be like, wrestling doesn't necessarily have to be serious it doesn't Mm. have to be gritty it doesn't have to be trying to take itself seriously all the time yeah because i liked you know because you have like the wrestlers on it as like cartoon characters i thought it was really cool actually oh yeah that's really quick i like that idea yeah we've got this fantastic artist uh from like she's actually she still lives in mexico she's mexican um her name's gabriella la dance and um i've never actually met her we just communicated over a fiver and then later over Skype, um, and I sent her all these image references, and she'd never done anything. Like, she's never seen any wrestling, but she does great cartoonist work. Mm-hmm. So I think by getting someone outside of the wrestling world yeah. to draw these wrestlers, you can see how these wrestlers look to an outside audience. That's cool. I like that. That is really cool. So, yeah. Um, obviously, you've obviously been affected by the coronavirus situation. Mm-hmm. Um so you said that you're you're pushing it back, aren't you now? Yes. Till when is it? Uh, it's now going to be on Saturday, the 12th of September. Ooh. Literally a couple of days after my, my birthday. Um, hey. And, uh, of course, you know, it's just a tough time for, you know, all promotions at the minute that are struggling. Um, yeah. and it's, it's a shame because it, was it this your first one? So, yeah, this, this yeah. was our first ever show, like first sort of entry into the mm. industry. Um, so yeah it it is a little bit tough um, but more emotionally than financially yeah yeah Um, of course yeah the venue that we've worked with South Street Arts Centre have been so amazing they again like none of the people who work there apart from the tech team are sort of aware of wrestling Mm. but nevertheless they're really excited to put on the show so they were just as gutted as we are that we couldn't put it on and they were really excited to try and find a new date so they worked with us. They didn't charge us any extra That's to ship so the data around. So they've been, they've been. Thankfully, I haven't really suffered any financial mm. loss yet from this. Fingers crossed. That's um, but that's mostly due to the venue being so good with us. Mm. So, so how long have you personally been interested in wrestling? Um, I've been a fan of wrestling for ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, my when I was in high school. Uh, my friend Conan uh, showed me the Royal Rumble 2009. Yep. And uh, the one thing that stood out to me that I still remember as being the only thing that really caught my attention was when Santino Morella came out and everyone went crazy and then he got eliminated in one second. <laughs> and that was what entertained me the most. Like, yeah. not any of the really intense rivalries or the matches or like the whole yeah. thing going legacy at the moment. As a new fan coming in, what I loved was Santino Morella. He's a big character. He's doing this big clowning kind of overacting, big emotion stuff. He just gets knocked out immediately. Crowd goes crazy. And it's that crowd response that I really love. Yeah, yeah. And 
so yeah, I mean, I've been a fan for about 10 years and I quickly sort of moved on from WWE. I, I still watch WWE a little mm-hmm. bit, but mm-hmm. I mostly moved on to the indies because they have those characters that are bigger and they play to the crowd yeah. more. Yeah. They're more crowd response than about entertaining viewers at home. So it is, you know, I think it is quite hard sometimes to catch up with everything. There is so much wrestling oh. out there, like, you know, on the TV and, you know, AEW and NWA and NXT and everything. There is so much to catch up on. Yeah. Like, you know, recently I, I haven't watched wrestling in like two weeks. That's, yeah. that's huge for me. Like, I haven't, I've kind of, obviously, since this whole thing's kind of been going on, yeah, I've kind of lost my. Not love for it, of course, because it would be my life forever. But you know, at the minute, it's it's, it's very very hard to kind of keep up with it, isn't it? Yeah, it, I just, don't think it's. I think it's it's hard to keep that as your focus. Yeah, right now. yeah, so of course. Stuff that unfortunately takes precedent, and um, I mean, I'm sure I speak for everyone as one when I say like I hope that's not the case for long. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I I know I'm watching a lot more wrestling at the moment, but that's because I'm trying to sort of keep myself distracted. Yeah, of course. I think that's most people what they're doing at the minute, apart from me. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> the only person that's not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching crazy things on Netflix. That's what I'm doing. Right, um, I'm you're watching the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I am, yeah. Yes, yeah, I that. Oh, um, yeah, that's, that's something else. That is that is yeah. a uh, that's completely something else. So, do you have a favourite wrestler ever? Um, oh, I've already used my Santino Morella. He's one of he's genuinely one of my favourites. Is he? Um, yeah, um, I'm not a fan of the Santino stuff. For no, 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 me Reasons, um, but as a performer, he's so committed to every action that he makes mm. and every movement and every facial expression. He's so committed to engaging the crowd for a loud response. Yeah, he's absolutely one of my favourites. Um, Tori, I've, ne- I've never heard anyone ever say him. Do you know that? Yeah, I mean, don't, I mean, I'll be honest. I one of the reasons I did decide to go into running promotion is because mm. I know that my view on wrestling isn't the same as a lot of people. Yeah, but that's a good thing. So, that's a good thing. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping, as a person who's like booking talents and promoting shows, mm. I can put on shows that are different to a lot of yeah. people's because it's based on my own interests, which are slightly different to a lot of people's. But I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of interest out there for like big character performers. I mean, yeah. you look at the popularity of people like Dan Housen and Warhorse and mm. Ali in America and like performers over here, like the anti-fun police, like they are always going to get big reactions from the crowd, even if like they're not the first person that you go to when you think of like wrestler, because the stereotype is they have to be like the boring ones. Like when yeah. people their best wrestler, they automatically go to like, a, a more straight-laced guy like a Seth Rollins or an Okada mm. or a Daniel Bryan. But I just, I don't think that necessarily has to be the case. Everyone's got their own parameters for judging their favourites, you know? Yeah, no, I completely get that. Because, um, yeah. so, you know, I think to to be in that kind of industry, you do have to have that character. You mm. do have to have something about you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I completely get what you mean with that. Completely get it. Um, if you could have any wrestler for your show, anyone possible, who would you want? So anyone currently, anyone currently working? Give me uh, both. Give me currently and like one that isn't. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So 
I, I genuinely think, and I, this may be because I've been re-watching the old shows recently, but if I could have anyone from history, it would be, if it was them from the year 2000, it would be too cool. If I could have too cool show up to my 150 capacity venue in Reading and do the worm, do the dance, got Scotty Too Hot, Grandmaster Sexay, Rikishi, all three of them coming out. I, I just think, I know I know the match that they would then go on to have with whoever wouldn't be like a technical five-star classic, but that would be like an unforgettable moment for everyone in yeah. that room. And that would be what I cared about the most. Um, as for who's working right now, who I would want, uh, that's a little bit trickier. Hmm. Trying to think. Big fan of Kylie Ray. If, if Kylie Ray ever came over to yeah, Britain, yeah, she's cool. I would be the first person uh, on the phone trying to get her involved because uh, she has that combination that I'm always looking for where she's a big character, mm-hmm. she's big on social media, but when you get her in the ring, she puts on an amazing match. And that's, that's like the best of both worlds. And you see that, like I say, with some people that we have booked for our show, like, like the Anti-Fun Police, like Charlie Evans, like people who have a clearly defined character yeah. and then go work in the ring, that's amazing. And I think Kylie Ray would be top of my list then. Yeah, it's a really good shout. She's she's yeah, she's she's really good and obviously she had a bit of time away, didn't she, bless her? Yeah. And she had a lot of time going on. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, she yeah, that's a really good shout actually. Yeah, she seems like a lovely person as well. Yeah, so. yeah, and that's you know, that's always always really good. And I was saying to someone earlier that, you know, um it always helps if they're nice. <laughs> they're nice. And I watch, like, a lot of interviews of just anyone, any celebrity. Like, I'm obsessed with watching interviews. And I like to see how they come across. Yeah. So I can always tell before I've even ever met someone what they're going to be like because I've always watched them before. Exactly. And, yeah, mm, and that makes a I love it. How you watch them as a fan. Yeah. How, once you know how they are as a person... So, yeah, I mean, when you can see that someone is good-natured, it makes mm. you want to support them more. Yeah, yeah, no. And, you know, even on, like, with social media and stuff, like, the example for me is I never used to really like Lacey Evans. Right, oh, yes, yeah, great example. But she, I, you know, I found her quite irritating and I just thought, oh, go away. But mm-hmm. the past few months, you've seen such a different side of her. Yeah. And... It's completely changed my opinion. Like I've seen her on interviews and I've seen what she does for people. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's that kind of thing. It's like you can't expect one thing of someone, but she completely changed my mind. Yeah. And I, I think that's a very modern thing in wrestling. Yeah. Where now that social media is so much more involved in how wrestlers promote themselves, yeah. there is that sort of requirement to be a good and ethical performer in mm. person in a yeah. way that there definitely wasn't even 10 let alone 20 years ago because everyone is so much more aware of you now because kayfabe doesn't exist in the same way that it used to do you have to sort of be a good person in the same way that any other celebrity yeah. does yeah Where, like 20 years ago a wrestler could get away with being kind of awful people because there was the veneer of them being a character and then being a real person Whereas now that's not really the case. No, you have to be nice, otherwise people know about it. Exactly. People yeah, that, know about it. Yeah, anything gets out on social media. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, like, a favourite match ever? Like, Ooh. ever, ever? I do. I do have a favourite match ever. Um, and I 
See, it's not like a comedy one. It's mm. more like serious. Usually when it comes to wrestling, my favorite stuff is the comedic stuff or it's the big character moments. Mm. But my favorite like match is uh, WWF Survivor Series 2002. And it is the six-man elimination chamber main event. Um, I feel like that match is so good that I don't mind that it is more of a match than it is a story. Yeah. Uh, so that's because that's got Shawn Michaels winning the championship it's got um who else in that match i'm just looking it up um yeah triple h booker t chris jericho kane Beautiful. rob van dam i mean if you're looking at that era that's six amazing stars with six different movesets that are all sort of unique but when you put them in that match it was also i think the first elimination chamber match um so it was really seeing that establishing that equipment for the first time mm. it was it was just mind-blowing and it told a great story over the course of the match, but also it was six incredible in-ring performers. Yeah, see, they they were they're some of the best. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. that was probably like well, that was when oh, I first started watching in two thousand and one. Right. So that was around the time that I was heavily involved. Yeah. Um, and that's just my that's probably around that time's my favourite when you had some absolute just legends. Yeah, I mean, you look at the cards from around that time period, and there's just no weak points. I mean, even the smaller name, even the smaller, like, smaller booked characters, like, mm. I'm just looking, I've got Survivor Series 2002 open here, I'm looking. I mean, Billy Kidman, Jamie Noble, I mean, they're not, like, the biggest names, but they were the great in-ring performers. Mm. So you could have later on in the card, like, Big Show, Brock Lesnar, and this Elimination Chamber match, and, of course, like, Edge, Rey Mysterio, Kurt Angle. It's just up and down the card. It's just completely stacked. Yeah, I think that's why, like, obviously, the, with the WrestleMania situation this year, mm-hmm. the, ma- the match card that they had, if it was all going to be, like, sorted, it would have been so beautiful. Like, it, that's so, it's so frustrating. I oh. think, like, I, I'm often pretty critical of WWE, but yeah. I do think if this year's WrestleMania had gone as planned, mm the card would have been excellent. Like, it would have potentially been a great show. Yeah. I mean, it would have been eight hours long like normal, so it wouldn't have been perfect. But, like, it would have at least been some great matches. It really would. It, oh, yeah. I'm gutted. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I haven't watched it since it went not going to gonna cry it. too much about it. <laughs> I've cried so much about it as it is. Uh, <laughs> well, you were meant to be there. So yeah, I'm, I'm currently meant to be on a plane <laughs> right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> to remind you but yeah <laughs> but yeah you know um if you could host like your show at any anywhere in the world just for a one-off where would you like to be oh okay so it's actually i'll tell you what there's now i'm gonna have to google this because i want to get the name right <laughs> while, I'm, while i'm googling it one of my choices would be, you know, I think it's Gato Move, the Japanese promotion. They run a show in like, a, I think it's called the Chocolate Factory, the Chocolate House, oh, something that. like that. And it's like a little room with a window and there's no ring. And um, it's just very bizarre. If you haven't seen it, I have to give it a Google, Gato Move. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to Google that because I want to get the name right. <laughs> uh, Chocolate Square, Ichigaya Chocolate Square. And um, yeah, it's this tiny little, tiny little room that can only fit about 20 people. And the matches that they have in there are just bizarre. And I would love to, if I could replicate even half of that atmosphere, 
I would be a very happy uh, promoter. That would be cool. <laughs> See, I, w- I wouldn't even know. There's so many places I wouldn't even be able to think of one. So I'm, I'm very impressed that you actually thought of one. Very oh. impressed. I was. I got halfway through trying to think of like a really fancy like opera house. <laughs> like obviously for my job, I have to like research stuff like that. Yeah. The last thing I wanted to do was try and sound smart and then totally like biff it on the name. So I just bailed out of it and said a wrestling one. <laughs> I know that more, even though the the mute the orchestra is what I get paid way more for. Mm. I know a lot more about wrestling than I do about classical music. Just don't tell the people that pay me. I'm so. quite surprised at that actually that you know more about that. Especially, yeah. especially if, if you like have to deal with it every day as well. I'm very yeah. surprised. <laughs> if you could have like an ultimate dream match, what yeah. would it be? Oh, ultimate dream mm. match. Yeah. Well, there that. we go. Yeah. I've got ya. I've got ya. Stop me. Okay. <laughs> um, dream match. I guess it would have to be one that couldn't actually happen. So like an older wrestler in their prime versus a younger wrestler so i think about my favorite older wrestler from like the older generation would be roddy piper mm-hmm. and then my favorite from current generation i mean could i do roddy piper versus kylie ray would that be weird wow <laughs> that is a that is one that i wouldn't have ever even thought of yeah. i think i'd want to see the promos more than i would love to see roddy piper cut a promo on kylie ray like peak roddy piper because Kylie Ray is so nice and wholesome mm. and so vicious and mean. And I just, yeah, I feel like I, I wouldn't think I'd be saying that. But, yeah, I feel like if I had to pick a match. That yeah. is the most random <laughs> match. Like, that's, that's so cool. That is literally one that I wouldn't have even ever thought of. Now you're getting... Yeah, getting I love it. I love that. <laughs> I love it. That's great. So, so wrapping up, so yeah. what is one thing you want to achieve from your promotion in the next like few years? Um, I don't ever want to run any venues other than Street Arts Centre unless I have to. I'm not mm-hmm. looking to expand and run like bigger shows mm-hmm. and that thing where you get bigger and bigger and get more and more famous. All I want to do is cultivate like a show that I don't have to worry about whether it's going to sell out or not. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a small 150 room. I can guarantee to get those people in the door. And then it's new people and a mix of new people and old people. And those new people have never seen wrestling before. And they're like, the the one thing I want them to say is this is more fun than I expected. Not even necessarily this is better than I expected. Just I'm having a lot more fun than I thought. Because what I always worry about with non-wrestling fans is they think it's going to be very serious and everyone's taking it seriously. But then if you go into a show... The fans aren't, well, most of the fans aren't really taking it that seriously. They're getting involved in kayfabe in the same way that the performers are. So they're they're sort of choosing to enter the universe of the show and treat it mm. seriously while it's happening. But they know it's all fun. And that's what I want to put on to new audiences, that we're all having fun. And when we're, when we're having like serious storylines and serious fights between people, yeah. that's in the world of the show like we're still enjoying it it's not a sort of deadly serious art form that's what i think like you know a lot of the time people a lot of people do take it so seriously like so seriously and i think a lot they do just need to relax with it and Mm -hmm. realize that 
it is fun like if you see if sometimes you know you get a bad book and you might get a little bit of it like i do when yeah. roman reigns gets booked on every single possible thing but mm-hmm. yeah. um i think you know wrestling is fun and it's it's for me personally it takes me out of what's going on in my reality Exactly. So it's a complete escape in my eyes. And, yeah, you know, like, when, when I want to go to a show, that's all I want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By pretending those stories that you're watching mm. are real, it's allowing you to enter that world and mm-hmm. exit your own filters. Yeah, yeah. And nice. I feel like there's often a thing where because something's fun, people assume you're not taking it seriously. But I think it's a weird thing with wrestling where people are having fun and taking it seriously at the same time. Like yeah. Those two aren't they aren't like opposites they're actually together and that's what makes wrestling unique and fun and enjoyable and that's why i want to create well that sounds really good to me so we'll wrap it up there then thank Thank you you so much for joining me um let people know where they can find you and go on yeah um okay so the best place to find us is on twitter uh, we're Disobey Wrestling, but if you're looking uh, to search for us, it's twitter.com slash WrestleDisobey. So our, um, our username's at WrestleDisobey. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. We're on the South Street Arts Centre website if you want to buy tickets. Um, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram at Disobey Wrestling. And that is the 12th of September, isn't it, that it will be? Yes. Yeah. Once, we might be running a show in July, late July as Ooh. well. But that's very dependent on uh, the situation, ongoing circumstances. Yes, We're not officially announcing that until we know we'll be able to run yeah, it. Yeah, of course. If we can, we're running another show in late June. All right. Well, that's something to look forward to for the summer. Yeah. Exciting. So, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, no and yeah, and you guys, you know where you can find me. I'm always somewhere on Twitter or YouTube or somewhere. So yeah, thank you, and I shall. Speak to you soon.